A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Here to help you be the best you. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank on 1010XL. Good evening. And welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I'm Captain Scott Shank. And I think my good friend, Captain Leon Dana, is there. Good evening, Leon. That's me. There you are. Hey, buddy. Folks, we got a little, we got, we got a situation going on this week. Kevin and I have come down with the uh, funk. And so, uh, yeah, it has been a, not a good three or four days for Kevin and myself. So, uh, we're on the mend. We're getting there. But anyhow, if I start coughing. Just, uh, I apologize for it. Scotty, but, it's uh, all good, brother. We got you and Kevin covers. No big deal. You got it. Well, I appreciate you and Ricky taking care of it for us there. I sure do. Hey, um, not a problem. Man, and, and just what a bad week to be not feeling good. Good gosh, the weather is like absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Scotty. These past four days that in Northeast Florida have been uh, just an absolute blessing for those that have been able to get out on this water, we've been having wonderful low 60-degree weather in the mornings, topping out to the mid-70s to maybe 80 degrees. It feels like there's a high sitting on top of us with light to variable winds. The tides have been in our favors. If you're fishing Jacksonville, if you're fishing Volanos, uh, Palm Valley has been fantastic. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many pluses to this time of year to fish inshore. I mean, the water temperature is yep. dropping. It's getting the fish all fired up. All the species, the trout, the redfish, the black drum. I mean, everything you can ask for is on the move and it's feeding strong, Scotty. So, so anyhow, I get a phone call this morning from neighbor Joe. And uh, he says, I'm going to go, I'm going to bump offshore. I said, okay, well, go ahead. He said, I got I, I finally caught bogeys. They were to the north, but they were scattered really bad. He said, I went down there by the pier. And it was one throw and go. Did he say how deep? And he said they're big old flip-flops. Okay. And he ran out to nine mile. And damned if the two lines he threw in the water, he double-headed kingfish at nine mile. I'll be darned. Did he happen to say so what the water So here we are, was? second week into, into November, and there's still kingfish at nine mile. Right, right. Well, I mean, as long as there's bait around, I don't see why they should leave. Well, that's it. We always back off and not, you know, and 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 
do different things this time of year when, I mean, they're still there, move around a little bit, figure it out. But, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, hard to believe, but they're still kingfish around second week in November. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take Ricky's glory away. Um, he'll talk to you more when he gets there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had an incredible day yesterday offshore. He did. So did a lot of the other boats. Uh, like I said, the ocean has just been one big, old, gorgeous mill pond. Uh, from what I've all heard, it's, it's, it's been an incredible couple last two or three days. You're right, Scotty. And we, how many how many weeks in a row have we been saying – you, you got to pick and choose. And when you can choose that day, sorry, guys, I've got to go. I got to take this 24 yep. hour window, 48 hour window, and I'm going to hit it. And, and I'm gonna, we're going to make the run out there and see what we can pull. And um, when uh, we get a hold of uh, Ricky here in a bit, uh, he's going to give us a fantastic offshore report. That's for sure, sir. Boy, I'll tell you what, you had an incredible last couple of days, too, with all the pictures you're sending, you're sending around us. It, uh, You've had an incredible bite of fish, too. Scotty, uh, it's been the best bite I've had in absolute months, no doubt about it. Ever since uh, a couple months ago when we had that really bad rain that I uh, dropped like yep. five inches here in town, and yeah. my water is in the Palm Valley area is finally starting to clear up to the point where I can see two feet into the water. And, folks, for the, that you may not think that two feet is much clarity, but to me, that's almost like – looking through a glass of water. Yeah, that's to me. almost like going to the key. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know. amazing what I can see now. Yeah. I, I, I can see fish on, on oyster beds from a, a greater distance than I could ever do. Um, right. Folks, water temperature right. in the valley right now is 71 degrees. Um, we're looking at tides right now in the valley tomorrow. Uh, we're looking at a low tide at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. No, we're not getting our low tide still, folks. Uh, it's a .9 low, but I will say that with the light winds, it has been getting lower than what they are calling for on the tide charts. Um, okay. I think another important so thing. It's still, to, not, it's still not dropping out with these with these light westerly and northwesterlies we've had? It is dropping out, but I would say it's dropping closer to maybe a .3 low tide really not a zero wow. and definitely not a negative yet no okay. scotty okay now yes, what sir. now your your fish you've been catching i mean are they i mean are you are you seeing a lot of under slot fish are you seeing a lot more slot fish what's been what's been the the play-by-play with that i'm seeing uh i was i call it an 80 20 rule 80 percent under slot fish with 20 percent of slot okay. to upper slot fish. Okay. Uh, folks, I am uh, working the valley right now, uh, primarily throwing shrimp and mud minnows. Uh, I tend to stick more with the shrimp because I want to catch, uh, I want to focus myself towards the uh, black drum also that I'm catching out on the main channels. Um, the primary fish that I'm catching, folks, right now are trout, redfish, and black drum. Um, in the back creeks, I'm doing extremely well on the trout and the redfish. I'm fishing oyster beds. Uh, I'm fishing deep holes. I am throwing uh, two different methods. I'm using uh, uh, Captain's Choice jig heads in a 3-8 ounce size, Uh, even though I could go to a lighter quarter ounce with this light wind, uh, pitching shrimp up against the the, uh, oyster beds and deep holes. And I'm also fishing popping corks on the higher of the outgoing tide. 
Yeah. Uh, important thing, Scotty, is I would say that right now I usually focus around two hours of the outgoing, two hours of the incoming. But right now I'm focusing more towards three hours of the outgoing tide with this clean water that I'm currently having. I get you. I yes, get sir. you. I'm really surprised you haven't caught like a a a nice trout yet. You know. Uh, way back in the back of those creeks and stuff. That's a good point, Scotty. And there's so much finger mullet back in, in the valley right now and then back in the back creeks. I'm seeing a lot of fish that are feeding both trout and redfish, just crashing the mullet. And, you know, okay. you're, you're right. Um, and I consider any trout over 23 inches a good trout. That's uh, what I'm getting at. That's yes. my point. Anything like over four pounds is, yes, sir. is to me a good. Yes, sir. You know, 100%. Yes, sir. Because we just don't. We don't have that, have those. It's very few and far between anymore. You see the eight, nine, ten pounders. Nope. Stuff. I yep. mean, I don't. I think the. I mean, heck, I've. I think the biggest trout I ever caught in my life was like eight, eight, three quarters. I don't think it was any bigger than that. That's a beautiful fish. I think the biggest one you was know, seven and a half. But it, 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 it's getting closer to that time of year. I mean, now with the water warming up, it looks like we got a little bit of wind next week. Yes, sir. Um, lower to lower, you know, highs only in the low seventies. So. Um, again, any of you guys wanting to kind of like go fishing, it's either, you know, kind of tomorrow or Saturday. Yep. Things are going to change just a like little bit. You're right. I mean, they're talking so, about yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tomorrow they're talking about a high in St. Augustine around the middle eighties. Um, no chance of rain for per se Saturday high of 80 Sunday high of 74 all every day starting in the low 60s starting Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday you're looking at a uh, partial chance of rain with a high in the low 70s those days so folks you can yep. expect another front that's what Scotty was talking about a front coming in and producing yep. some wind and rain for us so it's going to change things up again and I totally expect those things this time of year oh heck yeah no and that and that hey man it's it's what it is, what it is. I mean, that's when we fish windows, like we've always talked about. Yes, and sir. these offshore guys, again, to have this three or four days of an absolutely gorgeous ocean. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah. Uh, I wish I could have called in sick instead of being sick. I would have liked to have been out there. I've had plenty of opportunities and phone calls that I could have went. I got you. And, uh, and uh, no, well, I've not been ready to do any of that. Well, Scotty, I put in a phone call before uh, I got to the show this evening to uh, B&M, Rick's Bait and Tackle, and Palm Valley, and I got bait reports for all three uh, of those places. Uh, Palm okay, Valley, great. Palm Valley right now has mud minnows and live shrimp. Uh, B&M Bait and Tackle currently has, and it's they said they have mud minnows, fiddlers, and blue crabs, no shrimp. And B&M Bait and Tackle has shrimp, mud minnows, mullet, fiddlers, and blue crabs. So for those wow, that want to dope. get out, those are the three bait shops and what they currently have right now. Good job. That's great. Speaking hey, we of gotta which. Take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the fishing this week and what's all been going on. And hopefully Captain Ricky will be there to talk about what's going on. And, I'm here now. and I know we got Noel Kuhn going to call in and give us a surf report, which is which is the highlight right now is, I mean, the Pompano Whiting Run is in, is getting to be in full it's effect. It's certainly so is, to hear what, what, what Noel has to say about that. Folks, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. of Captain Scott Shank. With always, my good friend, Captain Leon Dana. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. 
show. I'm Captain Ricky Poopor, sitting in with Captain Prime Time. That's me. <laughs> oh, he's gonna <laughs> ring me for doing this while he's gone. That couldn't have been any better. <laughs> Ricky, glad you're not hard aground. Glad yeah. you're here, my brother. Yeah, thanks for right. coming. Uh, oh no, it's he all hit, good. He hit me hard right off the bat. <laughs> right out of the gate, baby. It's all good, man. Yeah, I had a little trouble with traffic getting here, but it's all good. I'm here. And uh, so uh, fishing's been good. I mean, really good. Fishing's been fantastic. And uh, I will say right out of the gate after this first break, we got a great caller on the line, someone that I highly respect in what he does. Folks, I want to bring on the radio that we have next is Noel Kuhn. He is a surf fishing guide here in Northeast Florida. He is the absolute go-to man when it comes to information and learning how to surf fish practically the entire coast of Florida. Noel, are you here this evening? I got you, buddy, from the 904 all the way to Pensacola. That's my boy. Thank you, sir, for so much for calling in this evening. All right, buddy. Listen, um, so, yeah. I was going to Go say, ahead. this evening, um, Noel, we don't get to speak to you often, and with this wonderful weather that we've had these past couple days, can you give us an idea of what's been going on in the Northeast area, uh, surf fishing uh, from, uh, let's say, Mayport all the way down to just um, Marine Land area? Yeah, actually, you know, most of the time I cover from Fernandina to Flagler, and when I say it is go time, mm-hmm. I only get to say that a couple times a year. It's like right now and then probably in April. But, uh, yeah, the mullet run is still going, which means the predators are in the surf. Still there. Uh, mainly, wow. mainly it's bluefish and sharks, but we've got sea trout. We've got flounder. Haven't seen any Spanish. Uh, we've got a few Jack Gravel, but mainly bluefish and sharks are chasing the the mullet up onto the sand, which is exciting. You know, if you if you've got a cast net and a fishing rod, uh, you can catch some fish right now because the the seas have calmed down. Right, the water is clean, and the mullet are there. What size mullet are you seeing in the surf right now? Mainly, like, uh, I say five inch to eight inch. Okay, no, no huge ones. Okay, but I don't want to use I don't want to use huge ones. I'm not after a tarpon. I'm not after, really not after a shark. Uh huh. Um, I just want to get those rods bent, and those little five or six inch mullet are just right. You know, a big trout can hit it, a flounder can hit it. Um, bluefish are cutting them up. I do find that the bluefish start cutting them in half. Hey, just start using half a mullet. Right, right. It, it works just as good. No, but, I've always been amazed at just how big of a finger mullet a sea trout will attempt to eat. It's just. It, it defies the odds. I'm like, that is a 16-inch trout trying to eat an 8-inch mullet. How is he doing that? It just he's blows one and my done. mind. <laughs> he's going to eat one. And how about? <laughs> don't have to eat for a couple days. Same, it's the same way. How about a 18-inch long whiting eating a 4-inch mullet? Now, that's wow. impressive. I've never seen that done yet. Yeah. Yeah, when, you, when you catch a 2-pound whiting, uh, you need to take a look what's inside. You might find a mantis shrimp. Yep. You might find a finger mullet. It's pretty crazy what, what how aggressive they get, too. There's no doubt about that, uh, Noel. Uh, fishing in the valley, I catch some large uh, uh, whiting myself uh, all the way up to uh, Palm Valley. And 
gosh darn, those things hit as hard as a redfish do, and they fight pretty darn well too. I got to give it. Yeah, uh, and that one of the the biggest whiting I ever caught. I was in that uh, big WT tournament a few years back, mm-hmm. and I won the whiting, uh, the big prize. And when it hit, I thought it was a little redfish, and I pulled it up on the beach and went, "Oh man, it's a little rat red." Oh no, 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 big whiting. Big Mac Daddy Whiting. Uh, tell me, yep. Noel, how is uh, is there still pompano to be caught in the area? Oh, it's go- it is really go time. Uh-oh. Not very often do you get the end of the mullet run still happening with the predators in the surf and the pompano at the same time. But it's that's what's happening right now. Um, we've got a good run of pompano. It just started. You know, how long did the nor'easter blow? What three and four days usually? I mean, it it, it, it ruined ruined the surf fishing. Mm-hmm. But now that it's calmed back down. It it turned back on, and we've got forecasted for at least a, a few more days. And the pompano um, bite is good. That's it's great. Coming in waves, yeah. Uh, Noel, what rigs or uh, what baits are you preferring to use when you're fishing for uh, pompano? Well, you can never go wrong with sand flea, but when I hit the beach, I usually have four baits. Okay, I've got um, I've got some live sand fleas. I've got some fresh killed shrimp, which means I bought them at the bait store live, put them in a plastic container, and buried them in the ice. Right. And then I also have some live big clams because all year long they feed on those little donuts clams in the surf. Yep. And finally, I'll have some blue crabs that I cut up into ten. Take a crab and cut it up in ten little blue crab knuckles. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it, it's amazing how finicky pompano are. I mean, it, and there's also a secret weapon bait that when we go to wrap up, I want to tell everybody about. But mm-hmm. um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone. Yeah, I've got live sand fleas. You know, say I'm down in St. John's County, got live sand fleas, and they just won't touch them. But good gosh, you put a fresh cut up live clam in the surf, and it's game on. That's yeah. great to hear. So you're yeah. able to catch the sand fleas uh, pretty well anywhere along the beach or specific spots? No, not not anywhere. Gotcha. It's really that fluffy sand. Um, yep. Like when you get up in the Fernandina area, you've got some fluffy sand. Mm-hmm. Then you got down to Huguenot, it's hard packed. Mayport's right. hard packed. And it's pretty much hard packed all the way till you get to South Ponte Beach. Then it gets that red fluffy sand again. Yep. That's where you can catch sand fleas a lot easier. Crescent Beach Including good. when I get to Marineland, south all the way to Flagler, yep. there's a lot of that red fluffy sand, yep. and uh, that's the environment they really like to live in. I mean, you can get them on any beach, but when it comes to you know putting 100 or 200 fleas in your bucket, that red fluffy sand is the way to go. Do you do you have years where they you don't see them at all, or it seems like a, a couple of years back I was fishing on the beach with uh, someone who's really really good at it, and uh, he was going to Daytona or south of Daytona to catch the sand fleas that year. It's not something that I do very often, but is that a common thing? It is, and you know I'm happy for the people who live along the beach that have those really nice houses. However, beach re-nourishment kills the sand flea population. Yeah, gotcha. That's what it boils down to. I mean, I've seen it. You know, I've been fishing our beaches for 47 years, and I've seen it time and time again. When they do beach re-nourishment, sometimes it takes two to three years for the population to come back. So that's really what it is. Wow. Gotcha. 
Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I had no idea uh, the thought about yeah, that. Yeah, especially when they, like right now, they're trucking in sand from inland. Yeah. Yeah. That's not beach sand. That may have been beach sand five million years ago. <laughs> yeah. But that's not live, good sand like when they park a barge off the beach and pump in live sand. That's that's a huge difference, too. And that totally surprised me. I, I was talking to a guy who hauled some of that sand for the beach renourishment, and I, I was shocked at that. I never would have thought that they would have taken sand from, like, a sand pit in, inland, 30 miles inland, and, and haul it to the beach. You're, you're Did right. Did you guys me. realize that that used to be beach sand five million years ago? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, sure. Yeah. It was underwater yeah, at one point. Yeah, that's why they yeah, that's why they find the big shark's teeth over there in Ocala and Gainesville. Yep. Oh, yeah. But it's now, I consider it dead sand. It's not like if that barge is out there a mile offshore, he's pumping all kind of good nutrients onto the beach. But that stuff that comes from inland, yeah, not so much. And that pretty much decimates the sand fleas until they can re- rejuvenate, rejuvenate. Yep. Noel, I got a question for you. When you're usually surf fishing, I know um, you put out a spread or rods. Are you usually running a four or a six rod spread? Uh, it all depends on how good the bite is. I love those mornings when I can't get three rods baited. My customers are just running back and forth as fast as they can. I'm baiting <laughs> as fast as I can. When it slows down, I'll fish up to seven rods. I'll put out five rods for all the what I consider good eating fish. Pompano, whiting, right. black drum, and redfish. And then to each end, I'll put a big game rod out for sharks or tarpon. Sure, absolutely. Um, it, it really all depends on, you know, I, I call my brand of fishing aerobic fishing. I don't take a chair. We're either catching fish, we're casting, or we're moving. Yeah. So that's kind of been my success is just putting as many baits out as possible and seeing what the beach is going to give up that morning. Well, Noel, there's no doubt that you're definitely a great teacher of the surf fishing world. Uh, you taught me so much. And for those that do not know, Noel Kuhn gives personal classes uh, for one-on-one, or you do multiple uh, people, as I remember, Noel. You, you taught me how to cast, and uh, you taught me how to do the pendulum casting, and uh, that greatly increased my casting distance. I remember when I first started, I couldn't get past the first set of breakers. And uh, after a, a couple hours with you, I was planting it well beyond the the breakers into the outside sandbar. Every once in a while, Leon, I brag about you. I don't want to give you the big head. Yeah, don't do that. Were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were one of my best students. Most, most Not the brightest them, one, but one of the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, most people, when I take them for a casting lesson, you know, people that can cast pretty good, they cast between 200 and 250 feet. Mm-hmm. And when I finish with them, they're they're cracking 300 feet. Right? Mm-hmm. And even, well, 99% of my customers can crack 300 feet after a two-hour uh, two lesson. But no, not Leon Dana. He's got to go above and beyond. You started at about 300 feet. And I know that first morning our casting lesson, you cracked 450 feet. So Wow. And how did you judge yeah, that? that just, you got a line marked or something? Soccer oh, we actually... We do. I do my casting lessons on a huge at a huge soccer complex yeah. or a huge ah. field, where we can actually show your incremental improvement because mm-hmm. it's, it's no different than a golf swing. What uh, a really the thing I compare it to the best is the combination of a javelin throw and a lacrosse stick. 
some of my best casters have pay, have played lacrosse in their past. So once I showed Leon how to do it, we tweaked his technique a couple of times, and all of a sudden he's cracking 450 feet. Wow. And is that critical? Does that – I mean, what – Why? At what – I'm just trying to think for back from when I was a kid. You know, I remember there was a first bar and a second bar. My granddaddy used to say, oh, yep. cast here. So in what case would you need to cast 450 feet? All right. So it's the capability. You're never going to cast a bait, a sinker and bait, especially two baits that act like helicopters. You're not going to throw it 450 feet. But however, let's say you're at Little Talbot Island, a really flat beach. There's two stand bars there. And the sandbar, the second sandbar is over 100 yards out. Yep. You've got two baits on there that slow it down, and you've got a northeast wind at 10 miles an hour. So gotcha. you've got to be able to crank, and, and all the fish are on the second bar. I've seen so many times. I've had buddies out there with me. They're not catching anything, and I'm, I'm loading my cooler just because I could get that extra 20, 30 yards. Yep. Um, so it even the, happened down at Varn, Varn Park. That's a really steep beach, but the dang bar was a hundred yards out, and we had a northeast wind in our face. I'm the only one catching fish. Mm-hmm. Now, do they sometimes come right up to your feet? Absolutely. But to have that capability in your arsenal to be able to crank one out sometimes pays off in spades. Gotcha. So, do you want to be on top of the bar, or do you want to be beyond it? Yes, and yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great hey, answer. You know, people think that surf fishing is easy. Oh, Lord, no. You've got water temperature. You've got water clarity. You've got waves. You've got riptide from the side to side. There's a, there's a bunch of factors, but you've got to find the fish. Uh, That's why I like everybody at least to have two rods. You know, throw one, throw one short, see what happens. Um, yep. And really to find a run out. That's kind of the money spot because every wave that comes up on the beach, that same force has to go back out. And it'll cut a groove through the sandbar, which also takes the food, which are the sand fleas, the little calico crabs, and the clams. So those fish will stage in that run out because the food's coming to them. That, that's great so, information. Noel, Noel, do us a favor for our listeners. Can you please give us uh, your name and uh, information and contact number for the listeners that uh, would like to go surf fishing with you? Absolutely. So everything is on my website, which is the, T-H-E, surf, S-U-R-F, angler, A-N-G-L-E-R, thesurfangler.com. All right, cool. Well, Noel, yep. thanks for calling in, bud. we got to take a quick commercial break. And uh, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. We'll be right back. That's me. That's him. <laughs> we appreciate you so much for listening in this Thursday evening. Uh, we've had some great callers so far. And we have another great caller on the, ra- on the phone right now. Uh, out of uh, Mayport, uh, Captain Jeremy Alvarez. Uh, he is a fishing guide out of Mayport, and he is going to give us the latest and greatest information and bite that's going on up there in Northeast Florida. Jeremy, good evening, sir. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for coming on. What's up, Jeremy? Yeah, no, yeah, no. I appreciate it. Love to uh, love to comment. Absolutely, brother. So, what's been going on up there in Mayport? 
Well, uh, just about everything, you know. I mean, it just I wish we could like space it out a little better, but I mean, everything all happens at once, doesn't it? It, it does seem to come in. In, in, in avalanche form you know you sit there just like you said gosh man the redfish bite is great I just can't wait for later on for the the flounder to turn on and then maybe the sheep oh no it all comes at once and you're like okay what do i do today oh yeah yeah i talked to a couple of my guys you know the pier they've been catching pompano mm-hmm. they've been catching big whiting i mean that's kind of wide open all throughout the area um you know and then in the river the trout showed up all the way, all through the inlet. Nice. And then, uh, you know, the sheep's had just been really, really good, really good. So it's been a it's been a good week. Uh, the redfish kind of spread out with the mullet run as well. So we're, the mullet have kind of spread out a little bit, but definitely, um, if you get some finger mullet and flip them around, there's there's still some reds that are interested in those as well. Right, Jeremy. What what water temperature are you looking out there at the rocks this time of year? Yeah, it's like 68, 69, maybe okay. 70, depending on, you know, early, a little cooler, and then as the day warms up, you know, if we get that, that outgoing brown river water, it's going to warm up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's right there at that 70, which is, it seems to be the magic number, you know, it just, everything, everything's loving it. It yeah, really nice. is. Yesterday, I rolled out of St. Augustine Inlet, and it was 68 degrees. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking at about yeah. 71 up here in the valley, which is to be expected because of the uh, lack of water shift all the way down to May, uh, St. Augustine. So, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, we were uh, we were at the rocks, and we had a good little mess of sheep's head. And I was like, well, I had some finger mullet and live well. I said, let's, let's go try this little spot over here. And as soon as we pull up, I see two little you know, juvenile tarpon roll. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So here we go. We flip, flip some mullet in there. And sure enough, light, light jig head. Here light goes it up. Tarpon, you know, about a 25-pounder on the on the light tackle. Got him to the boat. So oh, that was pretty fantastic. cool. I was looking through my, kind of thinking back, looking through the, the dates. And I'm like, I don't know if I've caught a tarpon this late in November but um, you know they're they're still they're still moving down as well. Well, Jeremy, the fish don't know what the date is. They just care about where the food is and what the water temperature is. That's for sure. But yeah, yep, that's that's a hundred percent. So it was uh, it was it was a neat little uh, you know kind of icing on the cake for the day. Oh, absolutely! Um, Are you kidding? We, we didn't we didn't do much bull red fishing. I did throw a little chunk of crab out the back mm-hmm. while we were fishing the jetties. Didn't have any takers on that, but the, uh, you know, sheep's head still had, you know, a couple mangroves in the mix. And uh, we have had some of those black margates in the mix as well, which is, uh, you know, those are those are just fine to make some fish tacos You're with. You're darn right they are, buddy. And they're nice and yeah. fat. Is there a size limit on them? Yeah, no. No, no size, no limit, anything. So we, don't, size. we don't catch yeah. a ton of them, but, you know, they're just – they're just another fish to throw up on the table at the end of the day, and and um, yeah, they're they're fine table fare. Yeah, Jeremy, are you catching any black drum? You know, I, I haven't caught many. Um, usually, this time, if we're you know if we're fishing the jetties with the light tackle, we'll we'll put a shrimp down and pinch his tail off, and have somebody instead of flipping up in there shallow, maybe fish it a little deeper, and we we've been getting some. You know, some puppy drum this time of year normally, but 
I haven't haven't seen too many. Haven't seen too many. So I got you. I got you. Any day they're going to show up, and it'll be you know it'll be it'll be on. That's that's good to hear, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, um, not want to cut you off, but I want to make sure you get in your information to your company. Can you please give out your phone number and your contact information? Oh yeah, yep, yep. You can uh, you can Google search regardless fishing charters. Find us on that, or you can just give us a call nine zero four six two six eight four zero three. And um, thanks again for having me, and uh, we always appreciate giving you guys a good report and look forward to seeing you on the water. Now, Jeremy, I'm not cutting you off the air yet. Uh, describe to the folks, how many people are you usually taking out on your boat so people can get an idea how many they can take with you? Yeah, you know, two to four people, somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, wherever. So, you know, to, this afternoon we had four people, um, and we all kind of worked together and caught some sheep's head and then, uh, you know, went over there and, and uh, flipped some mullet against the rocks and ended up finding that tarpon. So, you know, four's, four's a pretty good number for the inshore stuff. Oh, I get that. I, I totally get that, my friend. Yeah. And once again, for those that don't know, uh, Jeremy is out of the Mayport area. So if you want to fish the Mayport area, he is definitely your man. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely, Jeremy. Look, we really appreciate you calling in this evening, sir. And we'll talk yep. to you again soon. Yeah. We'll yep. talk to you, later. you guys have a good weekend, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of pack it all in for next week. It looks like we've got a, a pretty good blow coming. Yeah, I yeah. think that's coming here, coming yeah. after Monday-ish. Yeah, we're all getting a break whether we want it or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, guys. Y'all have a great night. Everybody be safe on the water. Catch the fish. All Thank right, you, man. sir. See you. Have a great night. All right. So, me, I, I'm not looking forward to the break. Uh, I was just starting to get – into the into the groove, into brother. The groove of fishing again. Yeah, this nice little break we had up opened up some opportunities for me to get offshore, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, man, I I'm 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 like, it's almost like the first day of of the job, you know? It's right. Like I'm, I'm completely out of rhythm, and and um, yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm I got one tomorrow, and we're gonna go try to get some wahoos again, and uh, I'm 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 really excited about it. Do it's, you think you might be able to squeeze one in Saturday? Yeah, I'm fishing Saturday. Long? Yeah, I have Good. one Friday. Well, I have a, a short trip on Saturday. Okay. Short trip. Yeah. Six hours, six, seven six hours? hours? Six hours. Okay. Yeah. I got you. And I'm excited about doing that too because that's something I haven't done in a it's probably been two months since I've, you know, had to try to find fish on a on a short trip. And you know, uh, this time of year the cobia is starting to stage up on these hundred foot water wrecks. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'm I'm excited. I love to catch Kobe and I'm excited to go see if we can find some of those. If we don't, it may be a tough trip, but you know, th- there's always something to catch. There's always something. You can catch the little amp, you know, call them crack jacks, but they're 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 uh small Am- Almaco jacks. Sure. And you know, neighbor Joe, Kevin's right. neighbor Joe caught a caught a nice kingfish today on 9 Mile Reef. <sighs> wow. And I never Here did 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 you hear where he caught bait at? Uh, did he say it uh, the pier? Okay, I don't know. I I I didn't see that, but I I saw that he had a pogey laying beside his in the floor of his boat. It looked like it looked like a flip flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a flipping or a flopper. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get the depth, but I heard it was down towards Saint uh, the uh, the Saint Augustine Pier. Yeah, I would absolutely love to go get a live well full of them to oh, go fishing gracious. tomorrow. It, you'd slay them. Yeah, it is Ricky. It's great that you are able we had this five six day stint that you were able to stretch your legs and get out there and really see what's happening out there 
at the at the long numbers, getting out depth, out into the deep water. And uh, we'll get to that after the break for sure, talking about your segment and how you absolutely lambasted the Wahoo. And uh, that's, that's definitely going to be exciting indeed. Um, tell people what the difference between your short charters and your long charter distance-wise covering is. So on a six-hour trip, that's the shortest I offer. Mm-hmm. Um, on a six-hour trip, I try to not travel outside of, you know, like maybe a maximum of 30 miles. Okay. And and we, we, we talk about the species of fish that we're fishing for according to the hours of trip because, you know, you just don't have time. To, on a six-hour trip, could I possibly get out there and wahoo fish? Yeah, but what are the li- what's the likeliness of catching a wahoo Run, you know, run for an hour and a half each direction, and then catch one. That only gives you like rock starring it. Yeah, I get it. Time you get set up and stuff, you only that gives you an hour to find a fish, and that's you know it's not real likely. So you're more than likely your customer's not going to be happy at the end of the day, right? Unless you just get super lucky, right? So you know you want to try to stay close enough to the beach to allow some fishing time, and there's just not a whole lot of species of fish that you can target with a, a good feeling about it. Like, right. like today, neighbor Joe catching that kingfish, that's not likely. I mean, you know, he did it, he pulled it off and we all know that there, you know, it can happen, but it's just not, you know, it's not likely to, to find a Wahoo in nine, at nine mile oh, reef or, no. or no. Mahis or anything like that. So you're, you're going to try to target something like triggerfish or something. Sure. You can catch them in a hundred feet of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, bee liners, Almaco jacks, um, and cooler it, fillers yeah people like sharks but your longer trips are where the big fish the prize fish are going to be right i also heard a report from uh captain mark goodwin told me that uh he fished uh the ledge last week right and just smashed the bottom fish mangroves Whoa. muttons he's a, he was on a commercial trip but yeah he, he said it, i mean i don't remember the numbers but it was epic boy cam gave me some uh before we left to go to australia to go get married he he emptied up his uh, freezer and he had a whole bunch of mutton snapper. He's like, "Hey mate, you want some of this snapper?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, yes, I will. Thank you. Since you won't be home until late January, I'll take all the fish out of your freezer for you, my friend." Heck yeah! I cleaned that sucker out. How many hours is your longer trips for? Eleven hours. Eleven hours. Okay, and that's we're running out and we're gonna. Hit the deep water, baby. Right now, you know, my specialty is going to be wahoo fishing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's. I mean, there's plenty of other fish to target, but I like to troll. I'm a troll captain if, mm-hmm. if I get my option. And right now, the wahoo are here, and they're here thick. So, yeah, that's that's what we're going to target if, if we can. Yeah, that's, that's just fantastic. Um, as you know, I'm not an offshore captain by any shape of the imagination. I, every time I'm invited, I go, nope. Because I just don't want to be that guy that gets sick. I don't care how flat it is. <laughs> I just have a phobia. And it just, that's why I'm an inshore guide, folks. Uh, I do my best work in a foot of water or less. And I am just fine with that, yeah. Ricky. Yeah. Did you, did, uh, so I, I was kind of in a busy trying to get ready for my trip tomorrow, most of the day today. But I, did I see, hear, see a text from you? You caught 50 redfish today? No. Oh. I caught 76 redfish. 76, 76 redfish red today. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's been getting better every day. The first day, I think it was 30, and then yesterday it was 40-something. 
and today was 76, and that's not exaggerating. Uh, the father-son, uh, let's see, I had uh, uh, Rand and, oh gracious, I know his name starts with an R. Uh, anyways, they uh, had a fishing contest with each other, and they both ended up 38 to 38. <laughs> and I mean, it was Perfect. tooth and nail to the end. <laughs> oh yeah, when, when the father got the 38th fish, and I knew they tied it, went, we're done. We are done. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Uh, I just know, and I'm happy to say that every spot I went to today produced well, and I didn't bang up any spot too hard. Yeah. So I know I can continue on throughout the weekend. So cut me off if I uh, if I'm talk if I'm asking questions about something's already been talked about because some of us don't show up on time. But ah, that's all right. <laughs> did you did did you did you use live shrimp? I yeah, I primarily use live shrimp. I maybe used five or six mud minnows all day long. They were sitting there in the back of my uh, in, in back of my uh, bait well. Yeah. But uh, shrimp was primarily what i was using and when i got to the lower part of the tide i was just using jig heads yeah i didn't uh pop and corks with the higher part of the tide uh ricky yeah. but uh i went to jig heads when i was fishing the uh the bends and the holes were you up to the north of your area or did you fish south i fished from honestly i fished from the palm valley bridge all the way to pine island today yeah never got below it no sir cool yeah nice easy day you'd have to run up and down the river lots of fishing time of course, there had to be lots of time to catch 76 reds. <laughs> Listen, every once in a while you have one of those days, brother. Yeah. You know, and today was my day, and I came home, and I was glowing. <laughs> and my, my woman was like, yeah, you did well, didn't you? And I go, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I got them good. So, you know. I'm not trying to gloat. It was just one of those days. It just uh, turned out just right, just like you yesterday. I, I know the feeling, brother. Yeah. My wife didn't have to tell me or ask me whether things were good or not. When you walk through the door, yeah, folks, our partners know exactly how our day went. Just by five seconds of looking at us, you know, they can just take one look at it and go, yep, you had a good day. Or, yeah. okay, let's just crack them a drink and let them relax. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Richard Ford, sitting with Captain Leon Dana. That's yeah. me! You can hear, hear uh, Kevin and Scotty and I usually every Thursday night from 6 to 7. And, uh, yeah. So... Anyhow, we were uh, we were talking about wahoo fishing. Or that was the plan. That is no. That is <laughs> that is the plan, and we're sticking to it for this last five minutes. Yeah. So uh, had an epic day of wahoo fishing yesterday. Uh, great crew of guys. Um, heavenly ocean, uh, as nice of an ocean as you could ever ask for, which always adds to the effect of the day. You can you can have a bad day of fishing on mm -hmm. a nice ocean and it just makes it feel better for but especially that ride in oh yeah oh. the ride out in the ride home or just you know it, it makes a big difference on the day but mm -hmm. yeah so i crack out the inlet at 68 degrees water temperature and i was like oh this is nice it's gonna be yes, gonna be please. a good day yeah so uh water temperature warmed up quick mm -hmm. and, and i don't have there are apps that you can get on your phone and or uh, things that you can subscribe to like hilton's and rip charts and stuff sure, like that right. but i don't have any of that so i uh 
I got the Hollywood chart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I head east until I see the temperature change. Yeah, so uh, I, t- it warmed up quicker than I expected, but uh, I, I made a plan as soon as I saw that water temperature warm up and, and uh, stuck to the plan. And two minutes after lines in the water, I had one on. I mean, it was just minutes. I was like, holy cow, here we go. Did you just turn around and go, it's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we're high speed trolling, you know, um, it takes about 10 minutes to get the spread in the water. If you're pretty well versed at it, um, we, you know, bring that fish in a few seconds. I mean, it, probably five minute fight, but it was just like, everything just seemed so fast. We got the lines cleared and the fish was sitting there. It's like, holy cow. You know, at that point, everybody's gung ho and and lit. Yeah, you're trying to get five people who've never worked together all on the same page and not be in the way because you got to be careful when you gaff these fish. And bring you're them. basically herding cats with a big cat in the water that's gonna that can hurt you. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So you just you, you know, it's it's it it the first one's always nobody. You know, if 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 people haven't done this style of fishing before, it's uh, it's. It, most of the time, it's pretty boring until it's not. If you know what I mean, it's uh, it gets wide open. It goes from zero to ninety in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the first fish is always always a little challenging, but uh, anyhow, we get uh, we get that fish in the in the boat and then uh, troll around for a little bit. Don't get any more. We found a temp break. We followed it up, pulled two off of it, and then just started moving around. That's three. Yep, we got three, and then we had a quad on at one time. We oh. had just a an epic day of fishing, and everybody got to – yeah, we only went one for four on that quad, too. That hurts. Yeah. That had, hurts. We had some mistakes being made. Everybody was a little excited, and, yeah, it was just uh, – but anyhow, uh, <laughs> good good time. Uh, the fish are chewing. Uh, almost, uh, almost everybody who Wahoo fished caught one. Right. Um, I think, you know, the smaller fish are mostly what we're we're catching now. I say smaller, like maybe 40 pounds is the average. 30, Dude. 30 to 40 pounds. That's a great fish in my world. It is. And, you know, there have been some bigger fish caught. I mean, I heard reports of a, a, maybe three 70-pound fish Whew. caught today. Now, you didn't say how many you caught. Oh, I ended up with tw- uh, 9 for 12 on the day. <laughs> That's yeah. insane, dude. That is so great. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Really good day. And That's then, some serious high fives all the way home, baby. All the way home. Listening to some good music. Mm-hmm. Turned way up. Yeah, yeah. Good ride home. Mm. Yep. So, folks, uh, don't forget to listen to the outdoor show this Saturday morning uh, from seven to ten. Captain Kevin, Captain Kirk, Captain Jeff. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you named all the captains right there. Yeah. And you might yeah. get you might get a couple HOAs, Hall of Fames calling in. You never know who's going to call in on the that's on the outdoor show on the weekend. That's you right. know Hollywood's going to be there. That's right. Uh, all right. We'll see you. <laughs>